0: Hey friends, it's that time of year. We are in the midst of Lent and getting ready to celebrate the Easter season that's only weeks away. The Catholic Company is where we will be going for all of our Easter basket goodies, books, and gifts for our family and friends. Use code Podcast for 15% off at checkout.
1: Welcome to Unraveled
0: Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Jesus. How's your Lent going? We'll oh, just get right in. This. It's just Lenty. How's your Lent? I mean, yes. I it's Lenty. I think I read a like some post or something recently that motherhood is Lent anyway. Did you
1: hear that? Oh, that is the truest thing I've <laughs> ever heard. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: thank you for permission. Um, that you know, our vocation can be practiced as Lent and we can, you know. Amen. Amen. So yeah, it felt good. How was your last weekend at your mom's? (sighs) It was great. Um, I, well,
1: Johnny generously um, was super supportive of me going to visit my mom. That like definitely reflected my low energy and stuff. So I don't know. It just was – it was the break that I needed and I came back and I just felt like so on fire today. Like we did a huge grocery run. I had both the kids like – Yes. I'd organized the house. I was like, dude, every single mom needs to do
0: this. Like I don't know. It was just – it was what I needed for sure. Oh, and that's the best feeling like when you want to tackle the day. Like Yes. yes. Let me tackle it. Let me do it. Like everything. I'm not
1: depleted. I'm ready to go. Like – Oh, It, it just was, so it was great. So anyway, so like, sure we
0: my weekend was, it's probably like yours in that I should have chosen to rest, but we kept, people kept inviting us up to these mountains. And, you know, I talked with you about this off, off. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Share this and, story. You know, I'm just learning a lot about myself <laughs> and just in Lent and in, in these last couple of years. And you know, as we do, we learn things that we need to work on. Right. And one of the things I need to work on is saying no, just that, just the word no. Yeah. Um, with no explanation, with no excuse, with no maybe just no. And so it's something I'm working on and I learned it the hard way this weekend, but Colin and I had a Lenti experience um, in mountains. We were trying to drive home late at night because you know how it is you want your kids to get in their own bed since they already don't sleep so it's best that they sleep in their bed or half sleep in their bed and as we were driving home they blocked the roads and so i got out of the car there was already a line of people but you know how i am i got out of the car and i said officer how long is this line going to last and she said it won't be any probably it would probably be two more hours till someone will plow this road <gasps> and we had the kids in the car we got home and it was an hour drive so I said, okay, that's not going to work for me, which is another lesson, Mackenzie. Sometimes it's okay to roll with the punches and let go. Two hours, though. I, I don't, I don't know, know if I would have waited two hours either. Thank you. I should have just turned around and got a hotel or went back and stayed at this place that we were invited to stay at. But, you know, I like to control, and there's another thing I need to work on. So anyway, I see this car drive somewhere else, and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. there's a back way. Of course we're going to go the back way, my way. Of course. Of course. Do my way. Um, so we start driving, start driving, that car's gone. We get to the black Hills national forest and take a random road. And I'm just looking on my map, trying to follow it as Colin drives this unplowed snowy road. It's about seven inches at this point we drive through pretty fast. And when you are in four wheel drive in mountain driving, you do kind of have to drive fast in the snow. Otherwise you could get stuck. Sure enough, we get stuck. To the point where it's a back and forth. calling. gets out of the car. I get out of the car. I push the car. He pushes the car. I uh. reverse. I move it. Doom, boom, boo, Again, I'm like, Colin, if get this going, I know we can keep going on this random road. And he goes, Mackenzie, do you still have service? And I'm mm. like, um, I think so. And I have one bar. Oh. So I try to die to my plans in this moment. I'm like, fine. We just got to get this car out. We just got to yeah. go back. Let's just go back. And I'm sure the road opened up by this point. Uh. Girls are crying. Girls are tired. I get back in the car. We get stuck. There's a hill. I mm-hmm. reversed it. And we hit the edge of the snow. Um, it's a big snowbank. And if we went any further, we could have fallen off the. <gasps> but I am weird in these situations. I just kind of blackout, tune out type thing. And I'm like, well, we got to get out of here. And we're not like. Right. You just like kick into like go mode. You have to in those moments. And so we call my friend Connor. He comes and gets us. Can't get the car out. Towers can't get down that road. We end up having to carry the babies in the snow in seven degree weather. Oh nine, my gosh. Quarter mile to their car. So we make it out. It's a long story after that. We we have our car now. Everything's okay. But so many lessons in this Lenten moment. And that's right. That you have what a, a Lent let, moment. Right. What a Lent moment. And you just have to let go and stop controlling because it was, lent. Yes, it was a it was a winter desert in that moment. It was a winter desert, and (laughs) and it's vast and open. And I think in those desert moments, we just got to give it over. And I and that's not doesn't come naturally to me in any part of my life, and so. It's good. I'm glad I had that lesson. But well, I think too, like I all of us can fall into that
1: like instance where we like either don't listen to a prompting or we follow our own voice. Like that has happened to me so many times. And then like the writing is very much on the wall of like the result of not listening to the voice.
0: <laughs> There's and the you're result. like
1: yes. I don't even need to know the, the lesson. Like the lesson is right here. Like <laughs> yes. And it usually – it sucks, but it's like, you know, it's just I, – I, that's why I really – I've told people, like, I don't feel like giving anything up this Lent, not because I think I'm, you know, above Lent. It's more no. – I, I always participate in Lent, but, like, yeah. I just feel like when life is, is um, you know, more of a desert than it has been. Then it's like in that moment, like in that evening that you guys had that was like so hard, like that is your Lent, like offering that up in the moment is is what you are doing for Lent in my opinion. Um, and so I think like when people need the push to do something more because maybe life is super easy for them or, you know, going super smoothly, then yeah, add a few things. But, you know, if you're in a, in the trenches, then I think that just offering up these
0: moments is is good enough in my opinion, but I love that, you know, it's true. And I think back to many lengths that you and I have both had and where I really needed to get my button geared, for lack of a better word. Like my spirituality was off. I, I wasn't, you know, into the mass as much as I should have been. My prayers were lackluster. And so I think in those we know we know ourselves. We know when those times you are.
1: know what you need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what you need. But I love what Chris Stefanik said recently. He said this Lent, let's carry our cross not behind us, but with great intentionality. And that reminds me of you B because oh, I love you that. don't you don't need to give up something. You're giving up a couple things naturally right now in right. this moment.
1: It's sometimes waking up in the morning and being like, if it's been hard for, you know, if it's been hard for anyone listening to like wake up in the morning and to have a, like a good attitude with intentionality for the day because of whatever you're going through, like sometimes like that can be your Lenten thing. Like I, every morning I wake up, like I'm going to – list three things that I'm grateful for. I'm going to say my prayer and I'm going to get right out of bed. I'm not going to like sulk about my woes or whatever I'm in, you know, I'm going to like change my thought, you know, which is, that's not easy. Like, you know, it's not, sometimes that's harder than like giving up chocolate or something.
0: It is. I know. And how long does that last anyway? So we give up chocolate for 40 days and then the the day after we just stuff our face with chocolate what 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 does that do for exactly Uh, with lent and with the family and with all of it like what is coming up for you in prayer be and like just this whole first week it's been the first week of Lent officially well I love the
1: um sister Miriam uh, Lenten devotional that we've both have been doing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it, like reading it, it almost like makes me feel like she's talking because she's so like, even in her writing, it's very intimate. Yeah. So, I mean, they're very short, you know, reflections, but even just the journaling has been like, wow, like the stuff that I've been writing down on the page Uh-oh. is like, oh, all of that was in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> oh man. Oh. But, um, I think it's been, it's been really good. Um, It's just been like a lot of transition for us. We're moving. We're in the process of buying a house. We haven't like signed the papers yet, but um, (laughs) so far so good with everything. Um, But there's just still a lot of things. Um, Johnny is getting out of the military and so he's job searching and and we're just in the middle of like a lot of – you know, just, just transition. And I think with any transition, there comes like these moments of temptation to be worried or stressed. And I've just been trying to just give those over to God and be like intentional about my thoughts because, um, you know, I've noticed that like, if you let your thoughts like run the other direction, then like next thing, you know, like you're, you're completely in a negative place. So I've just been trying to be very intentional with, um, Also encouraging Johnny, you know, because sometimes we get so in our own head that we realize, like, oh my gosh, the people around me like need me to be an encourager for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've just been trying to, you know, be that for him um, and for our little fam as we get ready for our new chapter.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And that word surrender, I know you're, you guys both have been doing the surrender novena Mm -hmm. a lot. And, you want to share a little bit about that novena for our listeners? I feel like it's such a good one for any stage yes. of any time during the year.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love this novena. I, the first time I prayed it, I had been talking to a friend about another transition that we were going. Actually, it was when I was discerning leaving my job at the diocese and mm-hmm. I had just been promoted you know there was really not a real good reason on paper to leave um but i just felt like in my heart that that i needed to because my heart was very pulled between work and it was a very like demanding job because I basically had my own like little department and we ran a lot of the media for like all the diocesan programs. So um, I realized, you know, after getting that promotion that I started like pulling farther away from my family and, but I was so excited. Like i had always wanted a director position and I, it was just like, it was hard because I was so excited about the work and I loved the job, but I knew I was like giving my second best to my family. And, um, so I was just sharing that with a friend and she ran to her bedroom. She was like hosting this party and she ran to her bedroom and she's like, I have something for you. And she brought out this like beautiful, like pamphlet of this, the surrender novena with like French all over it and the sacred heart. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I read this like probably 10 times when I was going through a really hard time, like in my marriage or something. Mm-hmm. And she gave it to me. And I read it, and it was just so beautiful. I actually might have it. Hold on, I can maybe read today's if you want me to. That the sick person is getting worse. Do not be upset. Close your eyes and say, "Jesus, you take care of it." I say to you that I will take care of it. And if that, and that, if there is no medicine more powerful than my loving intervention, then believe it. By my love, I promise this to you. And then you say, "Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of it." um, Ten times. So they're just all so sweet. Um,
0: so, and I, so beautiful.
1: I know I'm doing it for the second time because I'm just like, you
0: know what? We need all of the, Absolutely. all the prayers we can get. And also you only grow deeper in that practice of surrendering. The more we practice these things. Right, right.
1: And like you said, with this, the snow story, like, even though that's like kind of a comedic way to say like surrendering but like that is true like in every instance you know having to surrender even in the hard moments that this this has just taught me like no matter how stressed we are like we always have the ability to like give it over in the moment um if we're willing to do that Yeah,
0: yes I think we're afraid to do it and then in that moment it's all we have and that's what he wants of us he doesn't want anything but ourselves right
1: and it's so freeing. Like, I don't know about you, but yeah. recently I've realized with being more intentional about like giving over my burdens and like letting them go and realizing mm-hmm. that like I can't fix them myself. I've it almost has made me realize looking back in my life, I'm like, wow, like I right. never let go of
0: anything no. for this. Like so tightly I held. Right. Because
1: this is how it feels to let it go. And I've never you know, really felt that detachment, that level of detachment before. So I'm like, holy cow, like sometimes our burdens teach us these lessons, which, you know, can be beautiful.
0: It's so good. And I think also we can remind ourselves to pray for the grace of whatever it is, like whatever virtue we want, whether it's like joy in the season or surrender, like God, I I don't surrender easily. Can you help me have that, That that little muscle, you know? help it's us all It'll free us and, and so the desert right oh it's so good but yeah. well oh. so should we um should
1: we share a little tidbit of what we're thinking for our next series
0: yes oh my gosh um yes. yes 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 during lent um so we wanted to talk a little bit about what we were doing today but also who we'll be interviewing a couple different people. V you want to take it over? What are we doing? Yeah.
1: So um we're really excited about this upcoming series that we have brainstormed, which um was kind of taken from the inspiration of the fact that, you know, during the Lenten season, um, catechumens are preparing to come into the church. So these are men and women who have decided to come into the Catholic church or convert from another faith um to Catholicism or another um denomination of Christianity to becoming Catholic. Um, and fun fact, um, which I never realized um, until my stepdad became Catholic. But when Christians uh, become Catholic Christians, they actually don't get rebaptized because we mm-hmm. believe that Christian mm-hmm. baptism is universal no matter what Christian church you're a part of. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was so cool. So they receive every other sacrament from us except for marriage and and baptism because th- those are honored in the church. Um, but so these people come into the Catholic faith um, the night before Easter. And so Ken's and I were just talking about how these, these stories are always so inspiring to hear what led people to the church. Um, so we just decided, like, let's, let's do a series of these stories. Um, and so, yeah, we have
0: a really exciting one coming up. Yeah, we're so excited. And I love stories like this, B because I think they reignite our own faiths and our yeah. own and And they remind us why we're here, you know, why we, why we fight to stay devout and stay in this faith and um, on this journey towards heaven. I think they remind us that because they're so excited. And I forgot to tell you this, but when we were in San Clemente a couple of weeks ago, we went to a random parish. Um, actually, no, we went to the mission in um san juan capistrano and you know i cried because oh they um a a 98 year old man came into the church that day <gasps> at the parish at the parish the priest walked up to him he sat in the front row he could hardly stand up oh just oh those you guys like you wonder why a lot of times it's little old ladies little old men in adoration it's because they know they know from yeah, post I've are. always thought that. Right. And so that just tears stream.
1: Oh. It, it, and like they're always it's always a different story. Like that's what I love. Like yes. um, there's so many converts in the DC area. And so mm-hmm. um, when I was working for the church, it was amazing like how many of my coworkers would tell me, like, oh, I'm a convert. And oh. I just I was I was amazed at it. So I don't know if it's something about this area, but some of their stories were as simple as I walked by a beautiful Catholic church and I just felt that there was a presence in there and I needed to walk in. Oh my God. Like someone being like, I was an atheist and I was in a gang and my life was just like turned upside down. And Mm -hmm. through a series of people, I was led to the church and researched and researched and researched and just knew that knew that this, there was truth here. And so mm-hmm. I think like just hearing all the walks mm-hmm. you said, like it just bolsters my faith as a cradle Catholic. Like we were born into this church. Mm-hmm. um, But it's just so beautiful to hear like, why, why does another Christian become Catholic? Like, why does a atheist become Catholic? Mm-hmm. Why does, why does a Muslim become Catholic, which is going to be one of our interviews, you know? And um mm-hmm.
0: I think they teach us. They do. And Yeah, what a gift they are to our faith because they are so on fire. They chose it. And I think a lot of times we take it for granted as cradle Catholics. And also, I think it's such a gift that B and I were able to be cradle Catholics. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't, it's not lost on me that a lot of people didn't get that chance right away. And so, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I love the gift of our faith. And Mm -hmm. I, even in hard times And I know this is the same for you. Um, we actually, it always makes me think of the charism, um, the charism, uh, worksheet that we did Mm -hmm. with, um, Jill, who's one of our speakers at retreat. Um, and she, we're actually going to have a podcast with her soon too. But, um, how she talked about one of the charisms that you can have from like an early age is faith. And when I got that as one of my top ones, I was like, well, that's kind of lame. And like Mm -hmm. everyone has faith. But she Um. was explaining like faith, if you get that like as a charism, that's actually means that like you've always been like strong in your faith since a young age. Mm -hmm. I think that thanks to my mom, thanks to – um, just different things that happened to me along the way. I, I did kind of always cling. I mean, there were times that I strayed, of course, as we all do. But um, yeah, I mean, I've always just been so grateful for this church, so grateful for
0: this family, honestly, in faith. Yes, it is a gift. It's such a gift. And I always think that we need to be thanking our guardian angels. And I don't do that enough. And I don't pray to my guardian angel enough or my children's. But- Obviously, you had one looking out for you, and I know I did because we moved to New York at quite a young age. We, exactly we could have gotten swept away by a whole and somehow of- we found each other at a retreat. <laughs> Our guardian angels are best friends. You didn't know. Yeah. they probably are best friends. So I need to work on that. And I this this is an invitation to anyone listening. Pray to your guardian angel. They are someone so- else told me this
1: too. Like another mom friend was like, I haven't I need to pray for my kids
0: guardian angels and I'm like that is such a brilliant idea yeah it's so good for now we can pray to them right Mm -hmm. whoever little sweetie pies are Mm -hmm. watching kids as they almost break their necks or you know run across the street or don't listen like thank you Jesus someone else is watching when we aren't you know
1: yes and we so we have this series coming up we have also a lot of awesome ideas that we're cooking up that are not quite ready to announce, but Ooh. we're just – we've got a lot of awesome stuff that we have been planning and praying about, and um, we're just – we're so excited to share that soon.
0: Yes. Right. Happy uh, International Happy, Women's Mrs. Day. Yes. <laughs> you too, sis. <laughs> I, I was laughing at it earlier today when you told me, which is – I mean, it's a wonderful thing. I just It just cracks me up that there's a day for everything, I guess. There's a the day
1: for women. Where's the men's day? Where, I want where's for- the men's?
0: <laughs> Day, right <laughs> they're then, not allowed to have a day just they, don't, they don't get one no <laughs> it's so funny it's like joseph too he's always he always gets the this short end of the, the silent course. joseph i know sweet saint joseph um but no I, when you told me that i was like laughing and then i'm like wait a second like we we need to celebrate
1: we have to we we, like I'm so glad you posted because it it didn't even dawn on me that we really are the ministry that we've been building is really around you know empowering women but in like a God-centered way, Mm -hmm. which I think the world empowers women. Like you need to pull from yourself the strength. But I think the difference with our messaging and our encouragement in everything we do is like you got to rely
0: on on his strength, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He made us so special, right? (laughs) Like he gave us that feminine genius. Like he didn't pick anyone else. And when I was looking at that JP2 quote today (laughs) – I don't know if you read it. Did you see it? Where was it? Um, When I, I posted on our thing. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I laughed reading it because the first sentence is perhaps more than men. Oh, yes. <laughs> I loved that part. Well, as I'm typing it, I'm like. Even JP 2 knows our favorite saint knows yes, like exactly. the power of women. And it's not against them because we love men. We can't, I can't do half the things I want to do without this man.
1: Exactly. I was, but it's I, so funny. Like when I was driving home from the grocery store, I don't know why it dawned on me. I was so happy to grocery shop today, and that doesn't always happen to me. But I was just like, you know, when you're like really feeling your motherhood, and you're like, I'm, I'm I'm doing doing it, it. I'm, I'm doing the damn thing. And my cart was just like filled to the brim with like all this great stuff, and the kids were being good, and I just felt like proud. This, yeah, like like this is the feminine genius. Mm -hmm. It's like when you are doing something that ignites your femininity you're taking care of your family mm-hmm. um, and you're you're making you're you're doing a good for someone else you know that is the feminine genius mm-hmm. and i think that's what gives us the heart that we have and then i was just thinking well, we can only do this because we have men in our corner, like mm. out at work, like they're doing their right. thing, and we're doing our thing. And I just was like smiling to myself, like this, this is the design that was mm-hmm. intended. And like for, for a long time. And I think a lot of other women, you, you can struggle with like, I got to do all these roles. And uh-huh. really like when you become grounded in your femininity, you realize like, Actually, there's like one chief thing that I need to worry about. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: That's so good. I love that you brought it back. Our husbands are at work, so that we can do this thing right now, right?
1: Yeah, like it's not like they—they they like are ghosts because I think a lot of women can do that. Um, you know women that I know and I—I I love and they're powerhouse women, but a lot of times, like I think. Uh, The guy can be forgotten in all of it. It's like, no, like we're we're only able to thrive in this role because we have, you know, the men that we have, but it's Mm -hmm. still great to celebrate because there are special things about women and culture is just like, just making like all of these. Just falsehoods against both genders, like saying mm-hmm. that there's like multiple now and all this crazy stuff. That's such an mm-hmm. attack on like the ori- the origin of femininity, the origin of masculinity, and mm-hmm. it really is becoming like a warrior thing to just have a family, like to just have a traditional family, is yes. so
0: counterculture now. It's so beautiful to protect your own family's culture. Speaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Like even last week when I was texting B, you guys, I hardly, I hardly made it to Adoration. I'm just like trying to go when I think of it or in between things. Like B said today, like when you're coming back from the grocery store, I think I dropped tea off at something. And I was like, Well, surely I can squeeze in 10 minutes <laughs> to see. Yes. Tea. Right. I dragged the low, the younger two in with me. And it was that same thing. It was like I feel powerful that I can do this. I yes. couldn't do it without my husband, and I'm failing in this moment as Franny has interrupted me 17 times for a new snack. But that's <laughs> not failing. Jesus, but but that lent like as we keep falling yeah. short. Like he just keeps calling us back, mm-hmm. and we can't do it alone. We can't do yeah. it. Alone. And, no matter what your vocation is, like, Amen. you're not even in motherhood yet, or even married yet. Like there's yeah. something you can't do alone. And you have to call yeah. on the heavenly father to bring you towards that place to, to draw you closer to him to hundred to- percent genius. And so he gives us everyone we need. He really does. Yeah. So, yeah. It's beautiful.
1: And the strength to get through Lent. So like to, to wrap up the episode and we just wanted to do this recap on on how everyone everyone's Lent is going and how ours has been. It's like sometimes the first week is the hardest because yes. you fell short. And that's why like this whole theme I feel like of this episode has been like – we are going to fall short, whether it's like grumbling about what we're supposed to do Mm -hmm. or taking a wrong turn and almost going off a cliff. Like we are always going to have these moments. And thank God there's always a tomorrow. There's always a resurrection at the end. Like, thank you, Jesus, for these truths that we know.
0: I love that you said there's always a tomorrow too, even in Lent, be like, it's okay Mm -hmm. to restart. Or I don't know about you, but maybe you thought about something you could add in or maybe I'm not going to do that. Like I thought it was. And that's okay too. Like, you know, and we're constantly just trying to prune and regrow and skin off the places that don't don't need to be there anymore. Yes, It's okay. It's all learning. So exactly.
1: And something I love that, um, I, it was either a priest in a homily or someone sent me a podcast, but, I heard somewhere um, just this reminder that like Jesus went to the desert and even he was tempted and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it was a symbolic tempting like the devil came and Jesus felt nothing like he really offered him like all of the all of the kingdoms in the world and right. Jesus being tempted meant that he actually thought about it because he was true man he was true God and true man. Yep. And so when I have fallen short, you know, in this past week, I've thought of that, like, okay, like there's something humbling about like uniting yourself to that and knowing like even Jesus was tempted. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay if we fall short.
0: We just have to like always, you know, reset and try again. Totally. And that's where the sacraments are. And I think when you get back into the sacraments, like confession and all of it, but confession specifically, we, if you haven't in a while- it's really um, tempting to think, what the heck do I confess? Like what and and people I've heard people say that and B and I have laughed before, like, oh, I'm gonna be in there for hours. What do you mean? You don't have <laughs> Right. I'm confess. like I'm but, babbling on. <laughs> right. I don't stop. I think they've kicked me before. But the thing is, like the point is, is it's it's not the person's fault who thinks that it. it's just when you have been in a long time, which yeah. I, I am due, I need to go. It's tempting to be like, well, I'll just, you know, read a couple things. But in Lent, maybe ask yourself, and I'm talking to myself too here, like, yeah. where are those temptations that B's talking about? For me, this is a simple one. When I nurse, it's so easy for me to grab my phone and yeah. scroll Instagram. So something I made a practice of that I just switched up this week, just during Lent, decided to change it. Oh. I'm now nowhere near my phone. And I'm praying. And it's hard for you guys, but if I want, you know, if I want to deepen my prayer life, that's a simple way for me. Maybe it's you don't touch your phone when the kids are around you, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be your phone, but we all have temptations and Mm -hmm. we all have sins. And to really, I think that's where the desert really opens your eyes to those things, you know?
1: And I think that like when you are working on yourself, like there's a lot of, um, you know, non-religious people who might look at Lent and be like, what a weird thing. Like, totally. why why would you be so negative as to think about the hard parts of yourself, like the ways you fall short? Well, if we're never trying to be – like, I, don't, I think this is why – a lot of motivational people I know are Catholic or Christian because, yeah. like, like it is ingrained in our faith to always want to be better and to do better. And mm-hmm. why would we want to stay in the old rut that we've always been in? And like, even in this past week, because I've been trying to be more reflective of my own conscience and examining more, um, okay. there have been little moments where I'm like oh, wait, I don't want to engage in that gossip that that person just like maybe unknowingly just tried to get me to do mm-hmm. because I've, I've done so well these last three times and I've like fought it three times. So like, why would I break that now in this conversation? Mm. But if we were never like thinking ourselves in that way and trying to always re-examine, we wouldn't be able to grow and change in those moments. And so I think that that is the beauty of Lent is like, it is a moment to be intentional with ourselves and say, where can I grow and where can I change? And so anyone skeptical of giving things up or working on yourself or going to confession, like you need some humility because that is the only way that you will grow and change is, is doing those things.
0: Yeah. And you said the word, that introspective place be is where we find it, that in, that just taking it back inward, like knowing the last three times you worked so hard not to right. engage in that near occasion of sin. You, had you not decided to make the practice of doing that, you would have just lived your life. And so many of us just go on. Oh, yeah.
1: Time. I do it all the time. And all that's the why time. I'm like trying to work on it. But I, but if you don't ever be intentional, like how will you ever catch, you know, your blind side? We all have a blind side that like we may never catch until the day we die, you know. But oh, how cool if we actually yeah. started to learn ourselves and be like, oh,
0: dang, oh, I do that. Like, I do that a lot. I right? Probably stop doing that. Yeah. Amen. And I think we're gonna have for ones show notes today. You're we're gonna put the surrender yes! the surrender novena, a link to that. Oh then, good. But uh, the um Saint Ignatius, my favorite St. Ignatius examine for the night. Oh yes, it's yes, yes. referenced it. And there's a really easy one to do before bed. And then I love that one. Whatever Lenty Lenty things B and I come up with, we will put them in the show notes and invite we invite you to um Meet us back here weekly for these um, beautiful stories that we're about to hear about. These converted yes. stories, and also stay tuned. Sign up for our emails if you want to hear about the next retreats that we have cooking up, and we are so excited to announce, but not ready yet. So yeah, stay Woo-hoo! with
1: us. Yep, we'll see you Bye-bye. guys next week. Yay! Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.